Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. I'm going to minister to us a meeting that took place about 2,000 years ago. And it happened in heaven. And that meeting absolutely changed the world. And it changed you. It changed everything about this world. That meeting. And we're going to look at that meeting today. And if you will listen to these words, these words will change you. They changed me. If you will go to Leviticus 17, I'm going to read verse 11. Now I want to remind you that the word of God is from everlasting to everlasting. The Word of God never began sometime. The Word of God was always, was always and will be always. It has never changed. It never will change. So when you read the Word of God, you have to know that this is eternal, eternal. There was never a beginning, eternal. The Word of God is eternal. It's from everlasting to everlasting. And as Jesus said when he was here on the earth, you can't change it. It cannot be broken. It cannot be broken. That's why we can trust in this word because it is more than the life that we live. It is more than the earth we stand on. It is eternal. Now, verse 11. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. The life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. This is the Jehovah Jehovah, the God, the Father in heaven, and he's talking to Moses. Why does he say this about the blood? Because the word of God states, that eternal word states, the wages of sin is death. That has always been and it always shall be. You sin, somebody, something's got to die for that sin. Now, either you're going to die for the sin or you're going to pay for it. You're going to die or something else takes your place. But the wages of sin, the payment for sin is death, is death. It's the way it always was. That's the way it always will be. And so the father said to Moses, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the souls. God at that time told Moses, I'll give you a way to get out of this. I'll give you the blood. And you can put that blood on the altar. And that blood will cover the sin. So that that person that committed the sin or those peoples, that nation, don't have to die for it. He gave them the blood. And what did Moses do? They took animals and they laid their hands on the animals. And the animals died for the person that committed the sin. There had to be blood. There will never change. It is eternal. The word cannot be broken. Now look at this. Go with me to Exodus 25. Exodus 25, I'm going to begin in verse 16. This is God speaking to Moses, and he's giving him instruction. And there's an amazing verse in here. It says, verse 16, and God speaking to Moses, he said, Thou shalt put into the ark the testimony which I shall give thee, and thou shalt make a mercy seat, a pure gold, pure gold. Two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof, and a cubit and a half the breadth thereof. 
And thou shalt make two cherubims of gold, a beaten work shall thou make them in the two ends of the mercy seat. And make one cherub on one end and the other cherub on the other end. Even of the mercy seat shall you make the cherubims on the two ends thereof. And the cherubims shall stretch forth their wings on high, covering the mercy seat with their wings. And their faces shall look one to another. Toward the mercy seat shall the faces of the cherubims be. Amen. Now look at verse 21. And thou shalt put in the mercy seat above the ark. And in the ark thou shalt put the testimony that I should give thee. Now look at verse 22. He says, and there, there, I, Jehovah, the Father of heaven and earth, and there I will meet with thee. And I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims which are on the ark of the testimony of all which I will give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. This was no ceremony. This was not just a simple ceremony where they went through, uh, they went through things to do and it meant nothing. The God of heaven was above the mercy seat and he met with Moses and he met with Aaron. When Aaron brought in the blood, to sprinkle on the mercy seat every year for all the people in Israel, for all the Jews that were there in the wilderness. God was in the tabernacle. He was in the holiest of holies himself above the mercy seat. And he saw Aaron walk in and he communed with Aaron. And Aaron had the blood. He had to have the blood. Aaron could not walk into that holiest of holies Without that blood. Why? Because God gave him the blood for an atonement. And it also atoned Aaron. Aaron could not go in there without the blood. But when he went in there, God himself was above the mercy seat. And he met with Aaron. What a wonderful thing. Now, turn with me to Matthew 26. Amen. We needed our sins forgiven. We need our sins taken away from us. And the father knew it. You know, when the father met with Aaron above that mercy seat, he knew there was a day coming. He knew this was only a foreshadow and there was a day coming. A day coming of a much better meeting. Let's go to Matthew 26, verse 26. This is Jesus speaking with his disciples. They all met for the Last Supper. And it says, And as they were eating, Jesus took the bread and he blessed it and he broke it. And he gave it to the disciples and he said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, the cup of wine, the cup of wine. And he gave thanks and he gave it to them saying, Drink you all of it. In other words, all of you, get a drink of this. Make sure you all get a drink. He said, for this is my blood. This is my blood. Now that wine is blood. He said, this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many, for many. My blood is going to be shed for many. Why? Because the life is in the blood. And Jesus was giving his life and he was giving his blood. Why? The next phrase, for the remission of sins. 
for the remission of sins. This is my blood. Jesus knew he was on the way to the cross. He knew that moment he was on his way. And he said, my blood, which is going to be shed not very long from now, is for the remission of many. Remissions of sin for many. Remissions of sin. That word remission means not only forgiven, not only forgiven, but taken away. So in other words, when your sin is remitted, it is gone. It's as if you had never done it in the first place. Do you see the power of remission? Do you see the power that's going to work with this blood? It not only forgives the sin, it's going to take it completely away where it's not even there anymore. And not only that, it's going to take the punishment away. There's going to take the punishment away. So not only is it forgiven, there will be no death because there will be a death already in the blood that was given for it. That blood of Jesus, when it happens, when it is shed, it will not only take the sin away, It'll make sure that there is no punishment. How can you punish when there's no sin in the first place? How can you punish for something that's not even there? And that was the power of Jesus' blood. And that's what he was telling his disciples. He said, drink you, all of you, drink it. He said, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remissions of sins. Now, go with me to Luke 24. Because when, this be, when I share about this meeting, when we go to this meeting, I want you to make sure you understand who's at this meeting. This is Jesus when he is raised from the dead. This is Luke 24, verse 36. And as they thus spoke, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them. And he said unto them, Peace be unto you. Now Jesus has been risen from the dead. He has died on the cross. He has been buried. His blood was shed on the cross. As Jesus hung there, every bone out of joint, marred more than any man, marred more than any man, that blood came out. The soldier pierced him with a spear, and the blood came out, and it went to the bottom of the cross, just like they did in the Old Testament with the blood of the animal spilled out at the bottom of the altar. Jesus' blood was spilled out, but that's not all. Now, Jesus died, and then he was raised from the dead. Raised from the dead. The Father, by the power of God, raised Jesus from the dead. Now, Jesus is back on the earth, walking, and he's talking to his disciples. And look what he says here. And as they thus spoke, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed that they had seen a spirit. They thought there was a ghost. They thought Jesus was a spirit. He's raised from the dead. He shows up in the room. They think they got a spirit with them. But look what Jesus says. Look what Jesus says. This is what Jesus is after he's resurrected. He said, why are you troubled? And why do these thoughts arise in your hearts? He said, behold, behold, look. He said, at my hands and my feet, it is me. It's I myself. He says, handle me. Handle me and see for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as you see me have. Jesus, when he was raised from the dead, was still a man. He's a man. 
He has flesh and bones. And he's standing there talking to his disciples. He says, handle me. Handle me. Jesus wasn't transparent. And he wasn't floating across, floating on the, floating six inches off the ground. He was a man like you and I. Only now he has no death in him. The man is never going to die again. Now that we know that, let's go to Hebrews 8. Now let's take a look at this meeting. Let's take a look at this meeting. I'm going to begin in verse 4 of Hebrews 8. For if he were on earth, Jesus, he should not be a priest, seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law, who serve under the example and shadow of heavenly things, shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle, for see, saith he, thou make all things according to the pattern shown to thee on the mount. You hear what God told Moses? I want you to make it exactly the way you've seen it. It's going to be a shadow of what's in heaven. A shadow. You know what a shadow is? You ever stood in front of the sun and saw your shadow on the sidewalk? Your shadow is the exact image of you, the exact outline of you, but it's not you. Well, that's what God was telling Moses. I want you to make this exactly how you see it in heaven. A shadow of what's really up there. The real one's in heaven. I want you to make a copy of it down here. And he said, but verse 6, that now has he obtained a more excellent ministry, Jesus by how much also he is a mediator of a better covenant. A better covenant. A better covenant. He said, how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. Jesus had a better covenant with him. Now turn with me to Hebrews 9. I'm going to begin in 11. The Christ become a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle. A more perfect tabernacle. Not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. By his own blood, he entered into the holy place. By his own blood, he entered into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us. That meeting, that meeting, Jesus took his blood from what he shed on the cross and he went to heaven with it. If you remember the moment he was resurrected, he met Mary and he told Mary, don't touch me. Don't touch me. I got a meeting. I haven't ascended unto my father yet. He said, don't touch me yet. Jesus went to heaven. He went to heaven and he went into the holiest of holies. Now, you want the wonderful thing about this meeting is, guess who met him there? Guess who met him in the holiest of holies? The same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that met Moses in the tabernacle. Jehovah himself, the father of Jesus, the one that sent Jesus to earth, met him in the tabernacle. Just like he met Aaron. He was there when Jesus walked in. Look at verse 24. He said, For Christ has not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the truth. That's the heavenly tabernacle. But into heaven itself, heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God. For who? For us. For us. Jesus walked in 
into the heavenly holiest of holies as a man with his own blood to sprinkle in the heavenlies. And the father met him there. And you know what the father did? He received the sacrifice that Jesus brought to him. He received the blood that Jesus shed for you. He received it on your behalf. Jesus wasn't there for Jesus. Jesus was there for you. For you, with his own blood, he met the Father face to face. And he said, here, here, here's my blood for everything they've done. Here's my blood for their sin. Here's my blood to remit it, to not only cover it, but to take it away where you won't even see it, Father. And the Father met him and received it received it. He received it for you. He received it for me. He received that sacrifice that Jesus gave. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.